Hello, welcome to the Marketing in Minutes podcast. I'm your host, Colby Klusterman, and I'm super excited to talk to you all today. Um, I have two guests. We haven't done like a multi-guest show in a while, and the last one we did was in uh, recapping Inbound in September, so that was a really fun conversation. I think this is going to be a really fun conversation. Um, I have with me Josh Sanders, Senior Technical Program Manager at Evenbound, and returning guest Robert Gonzalez, Senior Lead Developer. So, gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Super excited to talk to you. Of course. Thanks for having us. So, like I said, Robert, you've been on before. Josh, you're new to this podcast, but you have your own podcast or couple podcasts. Uh, Yeah, I dabble. Yeah, you dabble. Um, One thing I've learned about Josh is he is a a man of many talents and many experiences, and podcasting just happens to be one of them. So. Many S and M I N I, just some very very small. Yes, only talents. small, only yeah. small talents. <laughs> just little little ones. <laughs> um, well, let's let's dive right in. We're going to talk about AI today. Which I mean, who isn't talking about AI right now? Um, I'm sure we're a little late to the game in that regard, but I still think there's valuable conversation to be had here. So I want to tee us up. AI is obviously changing the game, changing the industry, especially in marketing. So I'd love to get both of your general thoughts in how this is shifting the digital space um, in this move to artificial intelligence. I think we have someone here who might be very much in favor of AI and someone who's maybe more skeptical. So I think we're going to get a good back and forth. Josh, let's start with you. What are your general thoughts on AI? I'm wondering who's who's for it and who's skeptical. Because <laughs> I, I feel like they I just fall have to in listen the to the podcast, yeah, Josh, yeah. to find out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert for myself. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's a complex issue because uh, you know the founder of it, the the guy who is like you know kind of substitu- substantively behind it, is now saying that he's kind of you know concerned about the potentials, but. I would say I'm more on the side of pro because it just synthesizes all of that disparate data points on the internet in a way that's just kind of amazing. So for us, like a project program manager, being able to kind of like get things on the fly that would take me 20 minutes to research and figure out is kind of incredible. I mean, it's a very powerful tool, but like with anything, you know, in the wrong hands, great evil can occur. <laughs> What's the saying? With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, that's never, ever, ever been more true. Yeah, did you come up with right that? <laughs> yes, I did. I'll, I'll take credit for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so pro, pretty much pro AI, a lot to do in productivity, helping helping yeah. your job, making life easier for you. Yeah. Robert, what are your general thoughts on AI? Yeah, so um, I mean, I'll preface this by saying that like there definitely are great use of cases for, it, and it definitely at least could be a a great tool for things like productivity. But where I'm skeptical is mostly like around the sort of the hype and the sort of uh, like myth mythicizing of this like magical tool. Um, and like, oh, it's going to take all our jobs or at the very least, I won't, I won't even have to work. Like, I'm just going to you know, put in a whole thing and like, I'm good to go. And so from that perspective, like it's, it's so much less mature than I think a lot of people are being led to believe, um, including like these companies that are, you know, trying to implement it, you know, chat GPT, the big one, you know, came out with their, with their tool, 
Um, and I can talk more later about how good I think that is. But then all these companies are like rushing to like shove AI in there because it's like the latest fad. Sure. And some of them are not doing it well, or really not thinking it through. Like I'm here about Google implementing, you know, a AI search engine. Um, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but Barbardo, I think. Yeah, something like that. But if it ends up looking like a chat GPT, essentially, or something like that, where like people are just getting content instead of like visiting sites and links and stuff like that, they're going to eat their own tail eventually. Because that content comes from websites. And so if, they're not, if those websites aren't getting visits, they're not getting any revenue or any anything like that. People stop writing content. And then the, then the AI bots won't have anything to use, things like that. So I could go on. But there are good, there are good use cases for it, but sure. a lot of hype. Sure. Yeah, I, definitely a lot of hype. Um, I feel like every time I open LinkedIn, it's all AI this, AI that. Um, but you did mention some specific tools. So I, one that comes to mind, ChatGPT, obviously. Um, so I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Do you use it? Have you used it successfully? Have you used it and found that it doesn't do a great job? Um, but also any other AI tools you've seen out there in the market? I know um, Snapchat has some version of like AI. I can't, I don't know the name of it, but it's like- That's you, that's a company just shoving it in yes, there. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> we have it too. Look at us. Yep. Um, but also to bring it back to like marketing and what we do at Evenbound, um, HubSpot has some AI tools. So what, what are your thoughts? What are your experiences with the tools that you've actually used in terms of AI? Josh, you can kick it off first. Well, I'll tell you, I, I was a little bit skeptical in the beginning um, because, yeah, I mean, there tends to be years and years and years of development and research and then boom, it's released and then wow, everybody's on board, kind of like what Robert has said. But um, there are very few things like AI that has just been kind of living up to the hype. Um, <clears throat> I have, I was, so I was kind of slow to come to it, but I did download a widget from ChatGPT called Monica. Uh, maybe they were friends of, uh, fans of friends or something. I don't <laughs> know where that came from, but um, it is kind of amazing. I kind of just downloaded it and then didn't really give it much thought. But what it does is when you're typing a query into Google, a search engine, there's a little like uh, a fly out on the side that will kind of like, it, it will tell you whatever it's found on the internet about those things. So like if you're looking up steps for like connecting an email to your support ticketing process in HubSpot, it'll immediately come up with like steps for doing that. The trick is trust but verify, you know, you really have to check and make sure that it, and that's where, that's where I think I'm more on the fence between pro and con is that there's so many opportunities for it to give bum information that just creates more problems. So if anything, we'll definitely have jobs in 10 years. It'll be like, you know, copy editing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's the only one I've used. I haven't used it. I did use the HubSpot one a little bit and I like, I like it a lot, but it's, you know, it's very early days for that one. Sure. Yeah. And to your point, like, uh, at the end of the day, things like ChatGPT and probably Monica and things like it, like obviously it's produced by them, but um, like it's a it's it's a predictive text tool. It like takes everything from the internet, you know, takes your question and then gives you what it feels like is a good response. And it's not fact checking or verifying or anything like that. Like this wasn't ChatGPT specifically, and I'm not going to remember specifically what the tool That's was. Okay. <laughs> but um, I saw an example of 
someone who had, he was a doctor and he put in a prompt to see if it could sort of diagnose a patient. And while the tool actually ended up getting it right, which is funny, it quoted sources from real authors for papers that didn't exist. Hmm. And so like, it's like, you, oh it's like you really do need to check those kinds of things. Um, yeah. yeah. But aside from that, like so I have used ChatGPT. Um, I haven't used the HubSpot tools that much, but I, um, since it's mostly for content, but I do have thoughts on it. Uh, I'm a developer, so I code a lot. Um, and ChatGPT can generate code. You give it a prompt and it'll spit something out for you, uh, which is really cool. But obviously the more complex it gets, the less accurate it becomes. And even then, like it's giving you the most common answers, maybe not the, the best answer, things like that. But I do see, but I have used it as a tool to sort of bolster creativity where it's sort of like, I don't know how exactly I might want to do this. You know, maybe, you know, this tool can, you know, you know, give me, give me an idea how I might approach this and I'll type it in and things like that. And it'll spit it back to me and I can respond to it and do things like, oh, like, can you actually write this in ES6 syntax or something like that? Or, hey, can you use the React framework instead of Angular or something like that? And it'll rework it for me. Um, so it's good in that sense, but it stops being helpful fairly quickly after that initial point where I need to move on and analyze it myself. And plus, you know, you have to take the time to make sure it's correct um, as well. Not just that it's, it's got a good, a good efficient approach. Yeah. I think that's like a little red flag warning we need to put out. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I like you ask these tools, these questions, these questions, and they're going to give you an answer. How many of us are actually checking to see if that information is accurate. Um, but I do agree with you, Robert, the little experience I have with AI is I use it when I'm in like um, a brain fog and I need something to like spark creativity. So not that I write content too often, but if I'm writing like an email subject line or I need like a paragraph or an email or um, I'll use that tool. And even if it's not great, it's a starting point. Whereas before I'm like, it is taking all my energy to even try to start this. Um, so that's where I enjoy those tools. Um, but super interesting that it can get that code for you. I didn't know that um, was part of its functionality. Is it going to replace? Is it going to replace me anytime soon? Yeah. No. So for all you developers out there freaking out, that like, oh, we're not going to have jobs. You know, like we're fine. Content writers, you're fine. Like you're, it's so far away from that, in my opinion. Um, and speaking of which, HubSpot's tools, like they're more content focused. And again, I haven't used them much, but I actually really like HubSpot's approach to these tools. Like it's even even the language that they use for um, for these tools, it's very much supposed to be this aid, this jumping off point, that spark of creativity we were talking about to to help you start and then move on and then move on from there. Again, students verification, things like that, all that. But that's uh, I think they're they're used they're they've created a tool that's actually useful for the thing that I think AI actually can do at this very moment. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that's good to know. So I feel like we're kind of all talking about our different experiences with AI. And um, I think you are both more in it than I am. Um, but that leads me to think if someone's not adapting these tools right now, are they missing out? Or let's say in a year from now, like they still haven't used these tools. Are, do you think they're going to be missing out? If you know, like, is it I should have started yesterday sort of thing? What are your thoughts on, like, does everybody need to jump on this right now? Or is that just playing into all the hype that we've heard? That's an interesting question. I was thinking as you were talking that, you know, the original first iteration of AI was called deep learning. And, and it's not, it's like 
when I would go fishing with my dad, he was like, it's called fishing, not fished. You know, we didn't catch. It's not called catching. It's called fishing. You know, it's this act of like actively ongoing doing. Um, and I think it's, it's an important note because it's learning. It's learning us as we're learning it. And I do think, I mean, ironically, like if you did miss the boat, you could use chat GPT to get caught up on chat GPT. But um, I think it's important with something like this that is so in, imbued within the zeitgeist right now to spend some time with it. Um, I think it would be equivalent to, I don't know, when we got off of, you know, typing on typewriters and got onto like, you know, computers and started using like windows one or whatever they called it, you know, yeah. uh, you could wait around and then you end up like my mom, who was 20 years late to everything and thought when she was responding to a wall post on Facebook that she was actually DMing me. You can, <laughs> you can kind of miss the boat and become kind of not irrelevant, but it can be really, really difficult to, 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 uh, backfill that, that information. And, and I don't think that it requires a full buy-in personally. Sure. Uh, we've already been using it in society. If you've ever gone on to like a um, support, you know, if you need help from anybody, you go on and they have a, a chat engine on there. And that's basically AI. It just has conditional logic that will answer your question based on certain wording and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I think you should spend some time with it. I mean, Wired is a great you know, news source for keeping up to date on what's going on. LinkedIn is a great resource and learn it as it's learning, literally learning us. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm generally totally agree with there, there, Josh, like if, even if it's something you explore and decide, like it's not really relevant to you right now, or, or it just doesn't fit in your flow or anything like that. Like you should pay attention. Um, like it is everywhere. It is being is being shoved into things, both sometimes in great ways and not great ways. And and it's and it's going to affect the world in very real ways. Um, and so if you're not keeping up, you might be confused when, you know, <laughs> when the world does change right. in some significant capacity. Yeah. Um, and the more general point you were making about just like keeping up with tech in general, like that's something that we it's all, important. I think we all should be doing. Yeah. Absolutely. And the world's moving faster and faster every day. And so you, you gotta, you gotta be constantly learning, reading, um, mission wire. That's a great one. I, I, uh, tech crunch is another tech one that I, that I utilize. Yeah. That's another great one. Things like that. Yep. But I don't think that if you opt out of using these tools, that you're at a significant disadvantage at right now. Like I said, it's it's an aid, but if you don't feel like you need that aid, it's it's I don't sure. think it's in any way a, a requirement um, to doing your work at this at this point in time. You know. Yeah. Use but... it. Use it to ask. Use it to ask stupid questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like like Robert said earlier, it's predictive text. I mean, there are ways that you will not have a choice but to use it. Like if you're composing an email right now, it'll kind of autocomplete your sentence, right? It'll suggest like, do you want to do this? I mean, that's essentially not an option, you know. So there are going to be certain ways in which you can't avoid it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love the the Google Gmail complete my sentence for me because I know most of the time it's right <laughs> it yeah. saves me a, a few seconds most of the time, like, mm, I wouldn't say it quite like that <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but close well yes but close yeah for sure 
All right, so before we wrap up, I'd love to know from two people who have experience using AI in similar and different ways, um, do you have a favorite AI prompt or one you use most frequently? <laughs> mm. Josh, the giggles? Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> no, it's it's interesting. So I go, I, I go to school in the margins of my time and uh, it, we I was writing a paper, I was doing an ancestry project and uh, it was really just about like the ancestry of the place I'm from, which is Georgia. So I was doing research on the Creek Indian Nation. And uh, so I typed in like Creek Indian Nation Trail of Tears. And uh, Monica went bananas. I mean, she just was like scroll, scroll, scroll. Like it was just like a CVS receipt. It just kept going and going and going. <laughs> and I was like, but then I was like, let me just check this. And so I searched something that it had said. And it was like, not quite true. So I I could not tell you from a technical standpoint, like where it's calling its data from. But yeah. like even Wikipedia, which any professor will be like, don't use Wikipedia. I'm like, even Wikipedia is usually a little bit more accurate than AI right now. But I have talked to my professors and they're concerned that students are going to start using it because you really, you could. Oh, yeah. If you were willing to do the fact checking, you could absolutely uh, do it. But my, f I think that was my favorite prompt, even though it's not related to tech in any way, because I didn't even mean to do it. Um, <laughs> I will say for the HubSpot or uh, chat spot, um, that's been fun. And, and to your point, Robert, too, I agree with I like the way that they're doing it because they're very open about it being beta. This is a testing environment. We're working collaboratively to make this thing work. Um, and they have disclaimers galore. And that, I think, is how I prefer to engage in any new tech adoption, is collaboratively. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a huge win for our customers, our clients, um, working with automation and, uh, you know, if they've got to create content and they don't have the resources readily available but again i just i check it double check it sure you yeah know, that's trust a good but verify <laughs> yep definitely robert do you have a favorite prompt a specific favorite prompt not really uh i mean like i said i'll oftentimes utilize it to you know give me a nugget of code to give me something i want but i guess more on the stupid fun side i do enjoy trying to get it to give me like false information. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like one of the, one of the times that, that, that sticks out to me and this might be, this might be obscure, but do you guys remember the, uh, the old, like, like Disney channel TV show Lilo and Stitch? I think it was. Yes, Disney absolutely. Channel. Yeah. Um, and I, I was like with my siblings and we asked some question about it and I don't remember the specific prompt, but it came back you know, talking about like the like the the first movie they ever did and how like Stitch, the little blue alien creature, managed to get away by like walking underwater because he was dense enough to like you know walk at the bottom. And like the funny thing is, is that famously Stitch cannot swim. He can't like yeah. He can't breathe. It even said that he could breathe underwater. He absolutely cannot. Like he is <laughs> like the thing is he is too dense. That's why he sinks and can't swim. But they made it like this thing, like he could just like walk on the bottom of the ocean and breathe just fine and come yeah. up the other side. Yeah, <laughs> it's so just weird. Like something that's like obviously like super wrong, and anybody who yeah. is, is familiar with the with the show would pick that out immediately. But I just yeah, those those ones are fun just to give it something obscure because that's when it starts to like just sort of piece things together, do that true like 
just uh, generative text. It's just giving you words that come right out to the other. Yeah, I haven't seen that show or movie in years. And you said that. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. You know? (laughs) You know what it's like, Colby? It's like when I was learning Spanish because I was going to Nicaragua like two, two, three times a year. And I got down there and I was so proud of how much progress I'd made. So I'd spent so much time learning. I studied. I learned. I practiced. I got down there. And I said things. And because I'm not a native, it still doesn't sound quite right. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like that right now. It's it's learning and it, it and, it, and it understands. I like that. It's got the it's got all the like you know the facts and the data and like how things are said and what's said. But the elocution, like the humanity of it, I, I don't know that it'll ever be able to to do that. It's just not a living, breathing thing. We have to remember that. No, I think this was such a good conversation and a lot of things to keep in mind. Like we've said, it's a jumping off point in a lot of situations. It's not doing, it's not fact checking for you, a la the Leah, Leah Lowe and Stitch example. Um, <laughs> and, and it's not a human. So yeah. um, the other thing you said, it's not going to take your jobs tomorrow or anytime soon, you know? So no. let, let's get those worries out of our mind because we, we still need people to do these jobs. So thank you both so much for coming on. I really love having these more open conversations on the podcast. So um, I, I think it was great. Love to have you back on the future. Maybe AI will do something crazy and we'll have to come back and Probably. do a part two. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good bet, right? Probably. <laughs> awesome. Um, are you open if people want to reach out to you, connect on LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Love that. Perfect. Well, I will add your um, LinkedIn profiles to the description. So if you're listening and want to check that out, please feel free to do so. Thank you both again. I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you all for spending a few minutes with us. Please feel free to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya.